What up, y'all? It's the Palmer Squares. Hey! And you're listening to the Average AF Podcast. But it's far from average, if you know what I'm saying. You know what AF stands for. As Frick? Yep. Yep. Welcome to the Average AF Podcast with your hosts, Adam McElroy and Stephen Hart. Hey guys, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. This is episode 25. 25. Here with Steve, as always. Man, oh man. I realized, actually, the other day that I never, ever say my name. So, I'm also Adam, if you don't know. Oh, really, though? <laughs> yeah, no. I always say I'm here with Steve. And that's it. <laughs> and, like, you might say my name, but right. I've never said, hey, but this it's is Adam. In the, it's actually in the... Yeah, I mean, they can see it, but, like... Okay. It's never addressed who I am. No, like, I mean, like, when they, let's say, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. Oh, yeah. Adam McElroy and Stephen Hardy. I guess that's true. Yeah, but so like, you don't have to say it, but, but that's yeah, funny. I've never heard. I've yeah. never introduced myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just was conceited bastard. Just right. We all know who the fuck right. he is. 25 episodes in, I should probably introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, guys, I'm Adam. What's up? <laughs> uh, but... I did want to start today's episode just kind of thanking everybody for listening. Uh, it means a lot to us just to have anybody really care what we say, <laughs> whether yeah. you, you know um, whether you're a new listener or been listening from the beginning. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. I always wanted to be like a journalist or like a music critic or something like that. And kind of get close with artists and into the culture and like write positive stories about how I love everybody and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and then the more I'm kind of getting into podcasts and watching more interviews of artists and things like that, they all hate the media and journalists <laughs> and critics. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be the guy that they all hate. But the point I'm bringing this up is because you guys kind of gave us or allow us to speak on things similar to a journalist or a critic or something like that. And it's a lot more fun. Yes. Because, you know, it's, it's face to face for us anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a little more open, a little more honest. Uh, you can definitely convey tone a lot better and things like that. And no artists are really shitting on podcasts. So, If you ask an artist to come on a podcast, it's way more likely than if you ask to write an article about it. Right. You know what right. I mean? And I think that's because we kind of allow a more long-winded kind of discussion about stuff. Right. And there's there's editing, obviously, but like you're less likely to make them sound bad by editing it a certain way or yeah. whatever. Uh, in print, you can do whatever you want, really. Yeah, but with the podcast thing, though, it, it you know you can't go into that much detail in writing with a review. Right. You can't make a, a book size review. You kind of have to be concise, right? Which sucks, you know. I think in the podcast form, they expect it to be 
an at length conversation about whatever you right. know you decide to talk because if, so. if you think about it like a page of an article if you're talking it oh or, or reading it that's a couple minutes right, right right and we generally go about an hour so you can get very in-depth and things like that yeah. so we're speaking books every episode right absolutely <laughs> and now i don't have to sit down and write everything and you know kind of either put that on a blog or uh you know, have my boss approve it or whatever it is. Yeah. We can just kind of have free speech and we yeah. can be vulgar if we want. We can have the guests that we want. So, right, right. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for, for joining us and listening. It definitely means a lot to us. On today's episode, though, we do have a couple different things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Steve kind of came up with them this week. So, go ahead with... First topic. Um, so everything I want to talk about today, kind of been going through the last pretty much a lot of December, definitely actually since the winter started. Um, and it's just some things that, you know, that's what I try to do. I try to take what I'm really going through and, you know, make a conversation out of it. And I always come out with something that right. I didn't know before. So I really enjoy that part. You guys help us do that. Right. So going thank back you. to that. So <laughs> the first thing is... um. All throughout December, man, I you know, I was really struggling to want to go to the gym. So I'm pretty consistent. I've gotten to the point to where I make myself go when I don't want to. It might take a little while. I might procrastinate a bit, but I, I, I go. Right. But I would say probably at least half the time, I'm I'm actually, uh, yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm You know, I don't want to say thrilled to go work out, but it's something right. that I look forward to. And like do all of November, most of December, it just was not there. And I was waiting for it to come back. And it was like, oh my God, like why do I not feel like going at all lately? Not right. just every now and then like it normally is. It was consistent for a while. And, you know, there was days, I mean, it was periods of four or five days where I didn't go. Some of that I had stuff going on, but I could have worked something in if I really wanted to. You know what I mean? So I have used that as an excuse, and then yep. you know when I had no excuse, I made myself go. But I was just like, oh, I'm really not feeling it today. So when I get in a rut like that, what I tend to do is I'll go on the internet. I'm a I'm big on quotes. I love quotes, and I, you know sometimes I could just find the right one, and it changes my perspective, my whole mindset on something, and then that'll be all I need to keep me going. Right. Well, then I came across this article in a Google search that said. The do something principle, and it, it it pretty much states that when you don't fit, we we think of motivation backwards. We tend to first get motivated, and then act on that motive, which that makes feelings of inspiration and whatnot. Right, and then we go act. No, what we should be doing is acting all the time, regardless of how we feel. And that, in turn, will create motivation. So when I seen that, I was like, oh, my, I've never heard that before. You know, And it made a lot of sense. And um, the article I wanted to set markmanson.net. Mark Manson, like, as in Maryland. Okay. Dot net. But it's called the Do Something Principle, the article is. And uh, there's a quote I want to read from that. Just paraphrasing pretty much. But it says, if you lack the motivation to make an important an important change in your life, then do something, anything really, and then harness the reaction to that action as a way to begin motivating yourself. 
So, you know, in other words, just start doing something that you know you should be doing. Separate how you feel in the moment and what you can physically capable of doing and just act. Right. And then in turn, that will create through the result of that some sort of inspiration in some sort of way to continue to keep going. So I thought about that. Like, is that really true? Can I think of an instance in my own life where that was the case? Maybe I never tried it. So initially I wanted to get your initial reaction on that whole entire theory. So, I mean, I, I would agree, but it's, it's way harder to do, you know, it's, yeah, it's way easier said than done. Um, that's the phrase I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I I agree with it. the The first thing I thought of when you were saying that is like, you know, at least for myself, I'm big on like mental health and things like that, and studied psychology, and you know, I I like that kind of stuff. Right. And right. they they always kind of, as a general statement, they say people with like depression or you know having trouble getting out of the house or social anxiety even or something along those lines they always say just go outside just just go outside just and go out. stand there and enjoy it okay and then once you can do that and like force yourself to just go for a walk just go for a 5 okay. minute walk right and then just that'll build up okay now go walk to the gas station and then now go walk to the gas station have a conversation with the cashier uh-huh right so it I agree with it in that sense because, like, you just have to go. You just have to do it. Right. And I think that's that's a different way of, like, saying kind of what I said a couple episodes ago as far as it's just on the list now. Right. It's just something that's there and now you have to do it. That makes a lot of sense. So that's how I look at things and it's just part of the list now. Yeah. Um. I guess what I was trying to figure out when I thought about it really is... Is there any instances that it could, it would definitely not happen? That would definitely not be the case. Something that you had to do, you know, or you know you should do for whatever reason. Is there ever a situation that would definitely always result in not being motivated at some point to continue going? You know, um, let me tell you my, my other example that I had for pretty much the whole month of December. So, you know, I've been trying to get in this music thing. Been really practicing, going hard all 2019, learning it. Now I'm really like starting to 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 get to the point where I could just I'm just gonna start cranking out shit, right. learning as I go. Whatever comes out comes out. Whatever you know what I mean. Just force myself to get better at it. Right. But this thing that I waited so long to do, and I finally got the equipment to do it, and never like I want to do it from uh, you know the rest of my life and all this. And some days when I get up. It was like, I don't feel like doing this. And right. it, it, it's baffling to me that I feel that way. Because I got a part of me being like, dude, this is your fucking dream. Like, you right. dream of doing this. And now you have the chance to do it whenever you want to fucking do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I'm just not feeling it today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it was like, what can I do to, you know, get that back? And Well, that's where I would I would go with what he said as far as just do it. Because once you get in it, I'm sure it's kind of like going to the gym. Okay, so a couple years ago, I started going to the gym too. Yeah. Fell off, you know, and got fat again. But <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I was going to the gym literally every day right. for probably six months at least. And 
some days I didn't want to do it, but then like five minutes into the workout, I felt good and I wanted to be there. So okay. I, th- I think that's kind of what they're trying to say is like, once you're out doing it, it's not as bad. It's the getting there that's bad. Because I didn't right. want to wake up early. I didn't want to eat breakfast. I didn't want to shower lot of and go there. And, you know, because there's a whole hour, hour and a half before you even get there. That's the part you don't want to do. Once you get there, you're fine. Did Have you ever experienced that? Like when you get to the gym, you might even sit in your car for a minute. But once you walk through the doors, you're just like, okay. I'm here. I, I'm here. Let's Might as let's well go. Make the right? most of it. So yeah. I see what they're saying in that aspect. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. So you know, it's something that it really changed my my mindset on how what I was doing as far as uh, with the music thing and wanting to go to the gym. Like you know what I mean. Just go into kind of autopilot, and then you know I've just been kind of waiting. And in some ways, it has already given me extra motivation to keep going because you know I'll hit a new milestone. Right at the gym, or you know, I noticed that I'm I'm getting used to something like after a while, like yeah, that's cool. You know, that means I'm progressing. You know? Right. So things like that. But uh, there's another article I want to quote that I was I found when I was looking up some quotes to try to get me back out of the you know my right. slump or whatnot. And this one's from Mission.org, and it's called "If you're relying on inspiration, you're doing it wrong." So the quote I'm going to take from that article says. Talent that relies entirely on inspiration will never achieve greatness. The most an inspiration alone strategy can produce is sporadic spurts of decent work. Relying on inspiration is unsustainable, immature, and limiting. Yet this is the framework for how most people live their lives. So I thought that said a lot uh, as far as understanding. Like, So I immediately thought like LeBron. He just seems motivated all the time right to go stupid and he has reasons to you know don't get me wrong you know right. what i mean i could probably think of 10 off the top of my head that I, if i was him i'm like yeah right. this is motivating the shit out of me but i'm sure he has days where he's just like dude i don't want to go hoop yeah i literally thought of kobe and lebron <laughs> like yeah because yeah you know, they push themselves beyond that to the point you can't even notice it like right. when they don't right yeah there's yeah there's obviously days where you know they you know, because like even even days where they're where they take off the game, like for load management, quote yeah. unquote, they're still in the gym, <laughs> right? You know, they're still shooting, right. they're still probably lifting or running or something like. Yeah. So they don't ever fully take days off, right? Probably ever. I, they probably don't even take a an actual day off from anything on one of their off days. Like they probably still at least go work out. I know LeBron said he was on set for twelve hours during the off season. A few like all throughout the summer. Twelve right. hours he said he had to sit there and do nothing. Right. That probably he had killed to be, him. Yeah, he said it did. And I'm like, wow. So we think they're laid up with their feet up on the Bahamas. Right. In the off season, not doing shit. Hell no. Right. That ain't how you stay. Even great. in the Bahamas, they're gonna work out on that beach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's run up and down it. And I think I think that second quote is a little better way of wording the first one. It's they're similar, but uh-huh. they're it's motivation versus inspiration. Right. They're very similar, but I I I agree with that that second one even more because you can't you can't just wait for somebody to motivate you. You just have to do it because if you're if you need inspiration from somebody constantly mm-hmm. that's where you're gonna fail because they're not gonna be around much right now for myself 
I look up Gary V videos. Yep. I do. And I, I follow him on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, but I know I miss some stuff and he posts hour long lectures and, mm-hmm. and keynotes or whatever on YouTube that I don't keep up with. So I'll look and in the last month he's got couple hours of video or the podcast or whatever that i haven't heard like okay well let's get this motivation right right and i kind of make a point to do that at least every week now just to stay motivated but i'm not relying on that either it's okay to have a boost of motivation or inspiration but you can't rely on it at all so i absolutely agree with that yeah and no matter and the talent part i feel like is important to point out too because you can be good as hell at something but that don't necessarily mean you're going to be right. great and yeah you could be motivated but when those times when you're not that's when it's really going to matter the right. most so right kind of off that kind of related to it one of the articles i think it was the uh the last one the mission.org if you rely on inspiration you're doing it wrong article Okay, so they're saying pretty much if you want act as if you have it already or you're doing it already or you're already there. Right. Is that a realistic way to get what you want out of life? Yes. Russ. Think of Russ. Um, immediately, I mean, Russ said he was like one of the best of all time and like all this stuff and like kind of had the same ego he does uh-huh. when he was 17 and stuff. There's videos of the, the same stuff. Okay. And it's just kind of like manifesting it, you know. Right. If you say it enough and believe it enough, it'll happen. Yeah. I agree with that as long as you put in the hard work, though. Yeah. That's right? A- that's, the, that's the main difference because, like, you can... You you can say all the all that you want, but are you actually working towards it? And as long as you're doing both, I think that's... You know, Practical. yeah, I think it's it's possible to maybe not get as famous as you want or rich or whatever it might be, but your goal should always be farther than what you're actually potentially capable of. You know, you should shoot for more than what's realistic, because if you get there, cool, then shoot for a higher goal. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you just have to be in the mindset of, you know, I'm the best. Like f- for example. The reason that I wanted to call this the average AF podcast is because I knew, at least long term, it's not going to be average. Yeah. And that's that's the cool part about it is I think, you know, long term, we're, we're going to get somewhere, hopefully. Uh-huh. But you got to put in the work to do it and you got to have good content and all that kind of stuff. But I think as long as you're acting like you're the shit and you can back it up in <laughs> some way, then yeah, you'll get there. It just might take longer than what you want, but I guess that's where the inspiration comes in, yeah. the motivation, yeah. and yeah. when it comes down to it, it's all on you. So right, yeah, you can't rely on inspiration and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, as far as that, <clears throat> I took a lot from both of those articles, and you know, I've been reframing the way I work as far as completely forgetting how I feel almost right. about anything. Is mentally, if I can, you know, know what needs to get done, that's all. That's it. Right. Go do it. Fuck how you feel about it. Right. And get in the habit of doing that, you know, and I think that'll work wonders for me, man. And I, I think, so not to go off into like a separate tangent, but like, I think that's to some extent a benefit that I have just in general is that I don't have very many like deep feelings about stuff. Yeah. And I don't try to like, 
you know, dwell on things too much or whatever. And so that's where the list thing comes back in. Like, it's not, it's not an instance of, I don't want to do that. That's not what I think. I think this has to be done. Right. And I'm taking the emotion out of it saying, you know, by not saying I don't want to do this because that's somewhat irrelevant. It doesn't matter if you want to do it or not. You have to do it. Right. So that's why it's a list for me. It's even when I was a kid, you can ask my parents, like, I work better off lists. If you tell me to do something, you know, tell me five different things to do it. I might do it, but a lot of times I'll get sidetracked on other shit. But if I have a list and like a way to more or less mark my progress, like it was, it's, it was always so satisfying to my mom would give me 10 chores and I'd be pissed to do them, but (laughs) I'd mark it off the list as I did it. And eventually towards the end, I started to feel really good because now the list is done. So eventually, I don't know how or whatever, but I just stopped thinking of things as far as emotions and things like that. It's just a list now. Mm-hmm. Like at work, for example, Monday, we're moving desks, right? Moving floors even. We're going oh, from wow. the second floor to the fourth floor. And there's a group of us, six or seven, I think six of us that have been together since like day one. And then there's the rest of the team and we all get along and stuff, but we're, we're kind of like a core group of work friends, right? And right. we're getting split up oh, just man. by how the layout is. So it kind of sucks right. and like it sucks that we're not going to be next to each other and stuff, but everybody's like, man, this is a bummer and stuff. And like it is, but I just never registered that. I never registered that it was a bummer because it was just... Okay, this is what we have to do. Right. Like, it's just a new desk. Like, it might suck that my friends aren't going to be there. But, like, in all reality, I'm kind of a loner myself. And I just kind of sit back and kind of chime in here and there. But it's not going to change too much for me. Mm -hmm. So, like, everybody was reacting with their emotions, which is normal. Right, yeah. I'm the weird one that just, like, my emotions never came in. I'm like, okay, I just got a new desk now. And now I have to get along with these people right so i think that's kind of a benefit that's why i maybe have been like kind of successful in the last few years anyway is just i don't dwell on things i don't if it's something that you have to do you have to do it there's no reason to have any emotion towards it one way or the other if you're happy about it cool that's always good but if you're not happy about it at that point i would just erase that emotion because it's irrelevant and it's just going to make things harder. I don't know. That's my little tangent to go on. But I like it, though. Yeah. It just makes things easier, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been in <clears throat> my whole life. I mean, <laughs> that term, in touch with your feelings. Right. It would be hard for me to be like, no. Nah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I feel shit. And, you know, uh, I think sometimes that can get. <clears throat> a bad it has a bad connotation right yeah you know what i mean but i don't take it that way at all well that's the thing too like anybody that knows me like jessica called me a uh, heartless yesterday for a joke i made <laughs> okay and she was laughing about it and stuff but she's like damn you're heartless i'm like am i though like <laughs> i don't have many feelings but i'm also an open book yeah so like i'm kind of an oxymoron in that sense like i'll tell you how i feel but I don't have feelings. So like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's, you can be both, but I've always been in touch with my feelings. Yeah. 
I guess what I'm saying is I've always thought with my emotions. Yeah. Like I give them just as much weight as a logical explanation is for something. See, I'm the opposite. Logic is a hundred percent. Yeah, me. you know what I mean. And I think that's the that's definitely the easiest way to handle it. Right. But you know, for me at least, that took time to learn to separate those two. Like those two do not have to be. You can't. Right. You don't have to have one with the well, other. Well, that's like we've talked about it, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But that's like stress. To me, stress is the dumbest shit of all time <laughs> because it will never help you. Maybe in like a fight or flight mentality it might, but like that's really about it. Though. But yeah. in the sense of you're gonna pay your bill late or whatever, like there are everyday stresses. I'm not saying I'm like never stressed, but stress in general is pointless. <laughs> and, but that's how I feel about a lot of emotions mm-hmm. in in the sense of reactions. So emotions are very important, but when you're reacting to something. Like, aside from the story from last week, I don't really have too many emotions. <laughs> right. But because of the stories like last week, it's evolved into that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's I, I try to react logically first and then maybe go to an emotional state if I need to. But logic is 100% first for me, for sure. All right. So the second thing I wanted to talk about tonight. Is it more difficult to change your habits the older you get? Uh, so my initial answer to that was, yeah, just ge- in a general sense. Right. Yes. I just think the older you're living, if you don't think about it too much, just off the top of your head, if you, the older you get, you kind of have habits that became habits because you're cool with doing it. And, you know, the longer you do it, it's just going to be ingrained to the point where you can't easily change it. You know what I mean? So, but there's a lot of variables, I feel like, that can affect how easy it is or if you can change something, the older, you know, like, where age is irrelevant. You know what I mean? I I think you can change a habit no matter how old you are. I agree with that. But um, this was something we learned back when I was taking, like, uh, courses for like management and things like that. I don't know if you've heard this with your, you know, business kind of background and stuff, but they always told us that it takes 21 days to build a habit. Yeah. Okay. And it takes 90 days to break a habit, to fully break it. Okay. So you can build a habit in three weeks, which sounds about right, but to fully get out of it, it takes 90 days. And obviously, these are generalizations and things like that, but I would say that that's relatively true. Now, this might be a harsh thing for me to say, but like I've always attributed not being able to break habits with your mental strength. I, wow. Yeah, that's something that I learned too, but not until I was 25. So, like, for me, like, this is. And I'm I'm fucking outlandish all the time, okay? So for people that don't know, I have some crazy thoughts here and there. Try to keep them out of the podcast, but I'm going to share one with you right now because I think it's funny. So I've always wanted to, I never will, but I've always wanted to try like meth or crack or something, oh, but shit. only because I think I'm mentally strong enough to not get addicted. And I've wanted to test myself. Wow. But I never will, right? I'm not dumb because of of the side effects and all that kind of stuff. And, 
you know, the potential for obviously ruining my life and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I've always thought, like, I think I'm mentally tough enough to not become addicted. I mean, history says I'm wrong, right? With just the history of the drug and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but just one time, though? Yeah. I think that's possible. But I've always any... wanted to test myself. Yeah. I'm kind of doing that right now, in a way. With meth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With hair wine. Oh, no, okay, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, so, sometime last year, early last year, I started smoking. I, I haven't, okay, I, I was on, hooked on cigarettes for eight years. Mm-hmm. Got off of it because my doctor told me that literally the worst fucking thing you could be doing to yourself with asthma is smoking a cigarette. The single worst thing you can do, right. you're doing it. So when he put it to me like that, I was like, all right. You yeah. quit cold turkey too, didn't you? No, I didn't. No? I had help. I was on Chantix, which okay. a lot of people have negative reactions to. Almost everybody I talked to. That was like right when we started hanging out, wasn't damn it? Damn near. Yep. It was like wasn't a month in or something right. like that. Yeah. 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 Good memory, dude. Sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> I did have Chantix. And it's normally a 12-week program, but I kept starting and stopping it. Okay. Because it blocks the nicotine receptors. So when you, after like a week of taking it, when you smoke a cigarette, you literally feel the same. There is no head change. No, so nice. Okay. It is the most crazy thing ever almost. But when I got tired of that shit, I would just quit taking it. And then three or four days later, I could smoke a cigarette and feel something again. Well, when I finally quit, I only had a three week supply. Three weeks. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to take this three weeks out of 12 I'm supposed to have to fully quit and quit on, on, on three weeks. And I did. Nice. I did. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, man. But was that like, was it like tough for you? Like after the three weeks? Um, yeah. 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 Um, I actually quit before the three weeks was up. Oh, wow. Because like I said, after a week. You start to not hit. You could smoke three cigarettes in a row and you wouldn't feel anything. Like That's literally, crazy. not feel nothing. You I still didn't know have how that worked. Yeah. yeah, it like literally blocks the receptors in your brain. You could like, yeah, it's the craziest feeling ever. And I hit a brick wall, man. It was like I'm smoking these cigarettes. I'm not feeling nothing. In order to feel something, I gotta quit taking the pills. But I only have three weeks left. Like this is it. I'm not gonna be able to get any more. I didn't have insurance at the time. I got it for free through, yeah. through the government shit. So I had to make a choice. I do. I was at Motormart. I remember. I remember the day I made the decision. Like this is it, because I'm 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 I got like three four pills left. Right. And it's either stop right here and then save that for what, right. or continue it. And you know you're not going to get no more. And you really want to quit. So this is your last cigarette. I was like, I guess this is my last cigarette. And right. I smoked it. Nice. And put it down. It was done. That's awesome. Now, I haven't went back to cigarettes, though. Like, I've, I've been smoking black and mild. That's what I originally started on, though, and got hooked on cigarettes later. Yeah. So, when I drink, I'll smoke a black and mild. <laughs> and then that slowly has been going from only doing it when I drink. I only drink, like, three, maybe three times a month. Maybe. It's usually twice. Yeah. To... Smoking it when my friends that smoke it have it, I'll take a couple hits off of it. Sober to smoking it with my blunts, Ugh. with my friends who smoke black and milds. And today I had a thought in my car 
like, man, I should go and find a black and mild to hit. And I got so mad at myself. I was yeah. like, you piece of fucking shit. You do not ever in your fucking life think that. And I was like, you know what? I should just cut you off from it. I'm talking yeah. to myself like a parent. Right. Like, I should just cut you off from this it. This fight club shit. Yeah. I should just cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what I thought. Like, I should just, nope, you're done. No more. You can't handle it. Because I'm not letting you go back to fiending for it. And looking for it subconsciously all the time. Right. You know, like like the first signs of a fucking addiction to the shit. So I'm really out of a dilemma. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed at myself <laughs> that I even got to that point where I'm at with it. But I'm not addicted at all. I can, yeah. I don't wake up in the morning and think about it. Right. You know what I mean? But I think that's because you're a little more mentally strong than a lot of people. Well, thank you. That in, that, Like I said, that came with time right. and age. But okay, so I got some quotes for some more quotes. Quote time. Nice. Yeah. Hey, for real though, like I think I have sixteen tattoos. And the <laughs> other the other day somebody asked, which is why I know this, I think eleven of them are quotes or lyrics. So I also like quotes. <laughs> so it's cool. All right. So this one is from Mail Magazine, M E L, not Mail, Mail Magazine dot <laughs> com. Articles called, Why Is It Harder to Change Our Bad Habits As We Get Older? So, paraphrasing again. So, maybe when we say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, it's not necessarily being old that's the problem. Because it's far more locked in by 30 than we ever realized. We should amend that to say you can't teach anyone over 30 to stop being pathologically themselves. People going to people and 30-year-olds going to (laughs) 30-year-olds. But you can still change if you want. In reality, you more likely to just get tired of the aspects of yourself you don't like as you get older. And if for no other reason, you will finally have that the free time, maturity, and general foresight to finally do something about it. I've been seeing that a lot lately, the last couple years. I think a lot of the habits, I'm like, the things I really want to change these days are not as hard to change as they used to be, even just five years ago. Because right. I think, like, like the like that just said, like as you grow and you mature, you kind of figure out who you really are, and what you really want, and then you it's easy to cut that other bullshit out. Right. Back when you're young and you don't know what to think of the world, even or yourself, or you know any of that, there's so much more confusion going on. I think it kind of contributes to the bad habits and bad decisions we make. And right. as we age, it just kind of gets clearer in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, like, the first thing I thought of, which it's a little different than what you're getting at, but, like, partying when we were younger. Yeah. When oh, we were right. 19, I think that's 20, a great 21. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I know around yeah. that time frame, uh, I was partying pretty much every day to some extent. <laughs> Can right? you imagine doing that now, though? Right, no, Hell that. no. I'm every too old day, for that. Like... <laughs> but that's that's my point. Like, Shit. when you're 20, 21, you're like, I can do this forever, mm-hmm. right? And you party every day for fucking years, right? Right. You go out, out of town to party, and then you come home and you party, and like, you know, just right. every day. But eventually, you hit 23, 24, maybe... And you're like, ah, maybe I don't need to drink today because I got shit to do. Right. And like it just slowly kind of evaporates, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. Now, I think obviously that's not referring to partying, but it's the same idea, Mm -hmm. you know, cutting out certain things that you might not, you know, see certain things that might not benefit you in in some way or, or might hinder something you're trying to accomplish. 
And I think that goes along with friends, which we talked about that too, as far as cutting certain people off. Right. Right. It's the same thing. Yes, man. Um, you, you're just like, okay, well, I can't deal with his bullshit today. I got to go to work and, like, I got to take care of this. Like, I don't have time to deal with that or, you know, to just kind of sit around and do nothing productive or whatever it might be. So, I I like that. I, I agree with that. It, it'll take time, but eventually you'll become more true to yourself and figure out what you actually want to do. And I think the opinions of others weigh much less. Yeah, for sure. The later on, which gives you that freedom to actually be yourself. For sure. Yeah, man. So just some things that I've been seeing within myself and some questions that I had just to kind of talk about, get some new perspectives on. One more, though. Changing habits versus changing personality. So we both pretty much agree that you can change your habits no matter how old you are. Right. Your personality. I don't even know if I believe that's a possible. To change Part, your personality? Partly because it's part DNA. Like, that would be almost to kind of change, like, at the most fundamental, basic part of who you are. So, it's actually funny that you said it's part of DNA because there's... I'm, I'm telling this story from an outsider perspective, but um, there's a comedian I watch, Chris Stefano. Okay. Okay. And he was telling a story that literally gave like the people chills in the room and like gave me chills listening to it. Uh-huh. But it's a whole like elaborate story. But basically what uh what he said was his daughter was at school or preschool or whatever. She's really young, and he got a call or got a note from the teacher that uh, she was like the class clown because she was trying on everybody's coats and like putting everybody's coats, you know, on okay. top of each other okay. and like running around All and spinning. Yeah. And everybody was okay. laughing and everybody's having a good time. Yeah. So he ended up telling his mom that like, oh, you know, this is a funny thing that she did. His mom said, hold on and went and found a picture of when he did it in his classroom like what? 40 years before or whatever it was 30 years before and the teacher said the um that she'd never seen anything like it and took a picture of it and so oh, they did okay. the same thing without wow. ever even knowing it so yeah so it's crazy that you said yeah. the dna thing but it's so true man like harper has my personality in some aspects uh-huh. and she has jess's now she's going to develop her own as it comes, but like baseline, you can see me and her and Jess and her for sure. Okay. And I think, I, I don't know, as you can definitely change your habits, but yeah, I don't think you can change your personality because I've actually said this to multiple friends and stuff. I might've even said it to you. Like I'll say some dumb shit, right? Like I do some, some funny stuff or something that's super offensive or whatever it might be and then i say like i'm to a point in my life where i'm gonna be like this forever (laughs) like that's that's fucked up but like that's who i am that's my personality i'm always gonna be a goofy person yeah say some funny shit and i'm like imagine that at 60 because that's the reality i'm not changing right I might change here and there, but like right. the goofiness is you not is going away. Right. It's it's always going to be there. Right. So um, as far as your personality, I think you can evolve and I think you can grow, but there's always going to be like a baseline of who you are yeah, for sure. I agree with that. I don't think it's, I think what people mean when they say that is more of like, 
kind of wisdom. Okay. You know what I mean? For example, uh, the, the first thing I could think of is that when I was younger, I was very impulsive. Very impulsive. I would just do shit that just and just wouldn't think about it. I still almost do that right. shit all the time. I do that with my credit card. <laughs> like, but no, it like it was much more behavioral yeah. when I was a kid. Like I would just do shit. You'd be like, what you what did I even do that right. for? Didn't think about it, just thought it, boom, happened. Right. And the older I've got, I've definitely calmed down on that. Right. You know what I mean? So is that a personality change? No. I just think that over time. You're you're growing. You're figuring yeah. out. There's a time and a place for it, right? And right. I think, I think uh, we can attribute that to like me and Jerry, for example, like with what we say. A lot of times, and anybody that knows me knows this. Like, I'll say something funny, and then I'll laugh really hard, and people will be like, "Why are you <laughs> laughing at what you said?" Because I didn't know I was going to say that. Uh-huh. So it comes out, and then I'm like, "That was hilarious," <laughs> and then I enjoy it, right? Uh-huh. And Jerry does the same thing, and he says some messed up stuff and and things like that. But he used to do that all throughout high school and middle school, uh-huh. like like he did it verbally. You did certain things, right? We did it verbally. And we started to realize as we got older, okay, maybe we can't say that joke while we're at work or while we're at school. Mm. So that's not a personality change. It's just a growing up change. It's, it's a, there's a time and a place for it. And sometimes we still slip, (laughs) but yeah, I think that's just growing. I think it's being more responsible, being, being an adult to some extent. Like I'll always... I, I think of myself as like an oxymoron for sure because like I'm a very good adult like I'm I'm good like I take care of all my shit I work really hard you know I try to get promotions and raises and all that kind of stuff uh-huh. but my personality I'm a fucking child <laughs> right yeah man so like what are you trying to say so <laughs> but like there's you can flip a switch right I yeah. can go I've had meetings with like CEOs and executives from AT&T uh-huh. and like ran the fucking meeting. Uh-huh. But then, you know, at home later that night, I told a poop joke. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Right. But right. there's there's you can flip switches. And I think just because you're doing that, I don't think you're changing your personality. I just think you're being responsible and, and growing up and being an adult. Yeah, multifaceted. I, I really yeah. think that humans are. You can't yeah. just put, oh, you're acting different. Or you're being right. fake because you didn't. You don't. I don't right. ever see you act like that before. Like it's just a different side of me. Right. It only comes out every so. You know, well, that's often. what Jess said for a long time too. Because I was a trainer at AT and T, uh, and you know I had to train classrooms full of people. Right. You know, from 18 years old to like 70. <laughs> Which is why I think you can teach an old dog new tricks, right? Mm-hmm. It's just how you have to approach it. But anyway, she was like, I don't... She's like, I can't see you being a trainer. Like, she's like, I can't imagine what your classes are like. <laughs> you know, and every Like, she's had friends in the classes that said um, they're really good and really helpful and fun and whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I can't see... It. I'm like, well, you've never seen that side of me. Right. I come... I leave that room and I'm a fucking goofball right (laughs) but when it's game time when i have to control a room of 30 people tell them to do stuff and they have to do things like 
you have to flip that switch, right? Yeah. Like, I I was known as one of the meaner trainers at certain points because, like, you have to be uh-huh. not not mean, but like more more strict and right. stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. you have to be, but at the same time, like, I'm one of the most chill guys. I'm super goofy and all that kind of stuff, but there's a time and a place for it. So I always told my classes, like, we're going to work really hard for four days out of this week. Friday, we're going to have a good ass fucking time, uh-huh. right? But we got to get the work in first and then we play. That's the the thing a lot of people, especially this generation, don't get is that you can't play first and then work. Right. Because you might play too long and you don't have time to finish the job. So you got to work first and then figure out the time to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm... I'm getting more business oriented as time comes, but when when it's not a time and a place for that, I'm goofy as shit. Like it's just, you know, I, and that's not that's not a difference in personality. That's just a difference in, I guess, situation. So every situation, I'm different. The lion's not fucking roaring, you know, all the time. Sometimes he's. Playing with his kids, right? right? His right. cubs. Sometimes he's chasing a fucking gazelle, right? It depends. <laughs> it depends. But that lion's still a fucking lion, right. right? It's just there's a time and a place, and yeah, I I don't I don't think you can change your personality. Um, I think it can develop and it can evolve, but you can definitely change habits. I guess that's my take on that. What's your take on that? I just talked for a really fucking long time. Um. And I don't think I, th- you I ever said, said one at the beginning of the yeah I agree you can't because it's part it's like part of you is DNA so to change oh, your yeah, personality yeah, yeah. is to be like changing your DNA and right. you can't do that right yeah. no not at all it's hard it's it's no I don't think anybody can not be them for too long right you can't be a different person than you truly are for very long well that's one of the things about podcasts though too. Like, that's one of the things that a lot of people have said, because I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff, and they've said that, like, with the long-winded conversation, even if you're trying to, like, play a part, right? eventually, after an hour, that part's going to start fading, right? right? And you're going to start to come out of your shell and stuff right. like that, or people will at least see it. Start You'll, to crack a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's that's the other benefit of, of being on a podcast or having a podcast is... As long as you're being authentic, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's the, the times that you're not being authentic that you might lose a listener or you might lose some attention or mm-hmm. something like that. But that's why I wanted to do this without like a, a general theme to the show. You know that's what I mean? Right. Like there's podcasts that are movie reviews and um you know music reviews and all this kind of stuff and those are great and there's true crime and all that kind of stuff and those are great and those are fine but i didn't want to be bogged down by a certain genre or a certain a niche or whatever right i just wanted to be authentic and speak about whatever comes to mind and kind of go from there so once again guys thank you for listening it definitely means a lot to me, at least. And like I said, if Steve ends up moving out of state or whatever, and I can't find another co-host, oh man, I'm gonna still keep doing this because I like this a lot. I understand. You might have to cut your episode shorter, but hopefully, we're not even gonna think about that. Right, it's far down the road. Yep. That's all I really have for today, man. I got a lot of things took away from it. 
to you know use from here on out 2020 man i'm I'm gonna really try to crank up everything i've been doing and i told myself you know uh everything i really want to do this year i've done before it's got to be consistent right it's just sporadic last year you right. know what i mean so it's just about tying them together stringing them together so. absolutely well cool man um so we do have one kind of last segment of the episode here that's a new segment uh if you're following us on any of the social medias uh you might have seen me post about it um about musicians and things like that uh we're introducing a new segment and it's called the not so average song of the week uh title is pending but that's what uh-huh. we're gonna go with for now uh the not so average song of the week and what what i want to do is just offer musicians and artists and things like that of any genre uh, a chance to kind of get a little more recognition and and get their name out there a little more with permission of course obviously we we want you guys to uh, either send your tracks in to our email uh, which is averageafpodcast at gmail.com hit us up in uh, in our messages or however you want to do it but we want to give you guys some free promo some uh, free advertising time. Uh, if we like your song, we'll definitely promote it. We'll play it as our outro track and, uh, you know, promote any shows you got coming up, any albums you got coming up, anything like that. So definitely hit us up, you know, tell your friends, let them know. Anybody can send something in. If we like it, we'll play it. Uh, it is going to be one artist and one song a week. So bear with us. It might not be on, you know, that next following week, but we'll definitely get to it. But with that being said, if you heard the drop at the beginning of the episode, uh, this week's song is by the Palmer Squares. It's called Too Slow featuring Jarv. Now, have you ever heard of Jarv before this? Negative, sir. Okay, so I know I've heard one or two tracks of his, and he's definitely more of a, or was anyway, like more of a speed rapper Uh and things like that, which he killed on this song too. Um, So definitely check him out, but... Palmer Squares are huge. We met, I mentioned them on the last episode as part of my most influential of the 2010s uh, as far as music goes. They've given us permission to play this as an outro, so shout out to them. But uh, just to let you guys know, their album is coming in the spring. Uh, I don't think they have a title for it yet, but it's coming this spring. And then new music hopefully at the end of the month as well. Uh, Follow them everywhere at Palmer Squares. They do have a Patreon as well that I am a proud member of. Get some sneak peeks and stuff like that. But they are 15 Patreon members away from dropping a new song. So if you guys want to support them, if you like what you hear coming up, definitely head over to their Patreon. Give them just a couple bucks a month. You know, buy them a slice of pizza once a month. (laughs) You know, just a couple bucks. And, uh... You know, help support them and stuff like that. But I hope you guys like it. This is called Too Slow by the Palmer Squares featuring Jarve. Uh, but other than that, guys, have a good night. And we out. Up high. Theoretically illiterate, literally hypothetical. 
chemical dependency the referee has given me a double technical get better bet there ain't nobody better whether in a sunny weather pen and open letter been alone forever be alone me and being lonesome hell it go together the abominable diabolical it's a monopoly i got a monocle been to the bottom feeding with the bottom feeders the lobotomy is not a reason to cry finally got a piece of the pie i've been seeking the secret to life keeping in mind please be advised long and freaking people need not apply a hyperbolic and apologetic with the right amount of homicidal i'm gonna fight a title fight tonight about to win the bout upon arrival say you live by the gun die by the gun wish that it was cry cause it ain't live like a bomb die like a bomb did what i done tried to explain hiding in plain sight right under stage lights they bite you'll be writhing in pain ain't like it then file a complaint why you wanna be a wannabe i wanna beat it out of you i really truly wanna gotta do what i gotta do bobby boucher medulla i don't gotta got a tendency to be the best the complexion of a deity a reflection of my enemies wasn't ever what it seemed to be i got a tendency to get upset i mean i'm seeing red i never even realize i'm in the centuries ahead of everybody got a tendency to speak a mile a minute Woo! up high down low in the middle too slow up high Couldn't win the race, look me in the face, put me in the game, coach. Foes brittle, finna break bones. The flow bitter, got your brain froze. So folks shiver when I play shows. I'm cold, dripping, get a raincoat. All swimming to the same boat. We're no different, gotta go get it, gotta prohibit what I hate most. On the road, living in the moment, I'm finna blow any minute. Gold in my ticket, no limit to my bankroll. I'ma lay low for a bit. Not a know it all, but I came close. Plain clothes in the whip on my way home, sticking to the main roads. Never been the one to beat around the bush. Say my name, say my name. When I come around, you better keep it on the hush. Never in a rut, always in a rush. Roll with us, leave opponents in the dust. When I put the pedal to the floor, this ain't a battle, it's a war. For the record, document will settle any score. Better than before, into the performance, but the begging me for more. Weather any storm like Magellan, soar like a 747. Clever and poetic with the rhetoric, I'm ready for impending Armageddon. I don't edit what I said to my credit. If I ever said it, then I meant it. You're pathetic. Take it to the medic when I put your head up on a plate. Everything is great, aided and embedded, terminate. Better did a game, get the fame, get the cheddar, get the cake, get the bread. I'm about to bake it, about to break it with the fellas. Labeled as a menace, break it in. I bet you'll never be the same. Up high, up high, down low, in the middle, too slow, up high. Again, breaking the mix. Nathan is so amazing, it's sick. What I'm saying is lame. Never felt pain from a foul flagrant as this. Making them sit quiet, they abide my every wish. Hey, little bits, I ain't R. Kelly, but I'm telling you when I'm on the mic, I'll be taking the piss. They them hands making a bit of it and taking it literal. Fuck conservatives and liberals. Hey, it's political. No, it's not. I don't give a fuck. I just like talking that shit. If you're smarter than a fifth grader, why you always hanging like a little kid? With tantrums that random tantric sex with phantoms at operas. Oprah does lots of drugs. What? Huh? I don't know. Dude's got a shot of rain. Rockin' Bosu. And a plot chain. Eatin' soap food. With not a leg. Orphan? Yeah, when she had a shaved head and beef orphan. Then a hell of a goddamn fucking hot. Now I'm getting kinda hot. Oh God, I probably ought to stop. Call a doctor with a coppers. Give me chocolates and a whopper. I'll be outside at your mom's house with a flamethrower and my boxers. Helicopters overhead over her. But I said it said Absurd. How could anybody say such things? Pissed on the lawn. Flipped on the bird. Then your mom caught a low five. Straight till about every year. Then I went for the high five. Hobbit. Psych. Fingers through the hair. Up high, up high, 